Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing, and today I'm joined by Philippe Matus, a pessimistic marketer at Evergreen Reputation. Philippe, I was quite afraid of introducing you that way, but you were quite happy with it, weren't you? Pessimistic marketer. I think so. I mean, I, I could be I could be quite negative when it comes to marketing, but when uh, when marketing works, I get quite excited. But yeah, I, I guess I have a critical eye when it comes to marketing. I, I I was you know I was confident that the second our audience heard you speak, they would realise that you weren't pessimistic at all. You were quite bouncy and. Um, uh, I, I can be, but I, I'm some I am sometimes that negative pickle in the room. So uh, you know, <laughs> it, it depends when you how you catch me. Um, Philip, tell us about uh, tell us a bit about Philippe and uh, what you do. Sure. I mean, I I got my background uh, years ago. I used to be in in public relations, and so. Uh, kind of learning the ropes. I used to do a lot of consumer type PR, so launching, you know, um, jo- uh, the new Air Jordans, video games. Uh, it, uh, basically, it was it was my job to pitch in stories into media uh, and get coverage. And and I think that the big change where I started to come, you know, and start to fall in love with marketing more than PR was. PR usually um, was judged by the amount of column inches and the amount of articles that you would land. Yeah. So that, that, that's what you're getting paid for. Clients would say, you know, it, it, you needed to get a certain amount of coverage. Um, I found that usually I was actually more interested in, well, what, what did this, all this coverage achieve? Like how many sales of product actually came off the back of this? Uh, what was that piece of, you know, that article and that magazine really did that affect the needle at all for the business? And, and, and I, I think over the years, being the guy that was more interested in the actual marketing result as opposed to the, uh, the creative end of the marketing um, eventually you know, made me, and I'm actually quite happy these days, looking at numbers, measuring marketing channels, uh, and, and I'm completely unromantic about whatever marketing channel is being used, be it PR, ads, uh, you know, SEO, uh, email marketing. I don't, <laughs> I just, I don't yeah. care. If it moves business forward, then I'm excited by that. So yeah, the whole approach of today's uh, talk really, isn't it, Philippe, is, is, is more about this sort of uh, the, the pragmatic approach and the cutting the hype in, uh, in online marketing, which leads me very nicely onto the first question. It's a sort of a question that's almost a rite of passage, and I have sure. to ask this question. 
But where do you see social media fitting into online marketing? <laughs> I, I think it's uh, it's not no longer as sexy as it used to be. I mean, this this was this was uh, you know a few years ago. It was, it was so exciting, but now it's kind of it's standard, isn't it? Um, but uh, I'll, I'll say, for example, with social media, what one of now where we work, um, one of our clients is St Pancras in London. If you you if you if you come through train stations, you probably know the station yeah, quite so, well. Yeah, or St Pancras, as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to some liver and uh... don't worry we, we we have searches set up for set pancreas because uh <laughs> that, that comes up all the time of course um, uh, for those of you who, who aren't from from london st pancreas is one of our major railway stations and it, it, it is it's 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 got it's a lovely place to to come into and 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 the awareness that actually it's a great great place to eat drink shop uh you know it's is you know it's it, it hasn't been like that uh you know it's been what six years or so um but to answer your question, where does social media fit in? Uh, one of the things with social media that often people don't get is that social media as a marketing channel is an attri- it, it helps assist uh, towards sales. It's rarely the point that it's rarely the last marketing channel that's used before a sale. Mm. Um, so, so what I mean by that is. Let's say someone first uh, stumbles on your company website by, um, you know, Googling, uh, let's say it's places to go shopping in North London, for example. Um, and, and maybe they stumble on the uh, St. Pancras website um, and, and are looking through kind of what's in the station. Uh, one, one of the ways people kind of keep in touch or keep tabs on things that they're interested in is they obviously follow, they, they might follow them on social media. Now, if you then take that channel and you just consistently throw right hooks and buy this, buy that, come here, we've got this deal, here's a coupon, here's, here's an offer, that, that's quite boring and it usually doesn't resonate on social media. Yeah. However, if you use it, and for the St. Pancras example, you know, put up lots of imagery of the station, show off how luxurious and nice it is, that makes people interested in visiting. Um, and I think we learned that because we also, uh, a year ago, uh, did, we did offers. So, you know, two for one offers for the champagne bar, for example. Um, and, and realizing that the type of people that come to there aren't that interested in getting coupons or the, the cheapest deal, but it actually put off people brand wise um, was just one example of, of how to use social media. So for a lot of people and a lot of situations, social media is a great channel to assist people towards a sale, but don't expect to be able to use social media exclusively to drive a lot of sales. Yeah. I mean, I have to ask as well mm. uh, the other rite of passage question because okay. uh, content marketing is is really quote in the news. He does air quotes at the moment. Sure, sure. Where where, where does that sit with you? Uh, I I think I think it's becoming every year. You can tell how much more competitive it is. So something a piece of content that was good enough in two thousand and thirteen, yeah. uh, noticeably. Is is it's a lot harder in 2014, and I, I think that's you look at where money is being spent. So many companies are now they are buying into you know what if we educate our audience, come across as trustworthy. Hey, <laughs> you know what content might be the way to do it, and and because of that, there's there's better and better content out there. And if you're coming out with something that worked in 2013, or you think it's good enough, 
in your mind, you have to realize there is, there is an absolute brawl for the next company to come in and provide you with their piece of content that's more interesting. Yeah. Uh, it, and it's it, honestly, it's being blunt about it. It's, it's realizing that Reddit's a click away. Porn is a click away. There's so many different distractions that uh, as, a, as a marketer, if you're not being real about it and realizing that people are so distracted these days, you've got to have some excellent content marketing alas. I think, and one other thing with, with content marketing, content marketing is a transaction. And so what I mean by that is, and if you give me a blog post to read or I listen to one of your podcasts, yeah, I'm trusting you. I'm saying, you know what, Andy, I'm going to take 15 minutes. I'm going to give you 15 minutes of my attention. And for that, I better get something that was worthwhile. Now, if you fulfill that and you give me a piece of content that actually, you know, does that and it works, yeah. uh, then, I'll, then I'll trust you and I might tune in for your next piece of content. And if you do that over and over, I might become a loyal fan. However, if you give me something that's good enough or it's okay, you won't stand out and I'll probably never come back. Um, and I, I think that's, that's yeah, content marketing is important, but people often underestimate how incredibly competitive it's getting. We could talk all night about this. I don't know why I said night. It's the afternoon, but never mind. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the morning yeah. over here, actually. Sure. Um, let's move on to goals and, and analytics, because mm. I know you are a champion of a pragmatic approach. Sure. The importance of simple goals and analytics. Uh, mm. A lot of organizations are not doing it properly. I, I'd say I, it's amazing how many different rooms, and, and I sometimes consult for uh, various PR agencies, uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm amazed what could take you an hour to just set up, you know, simple goals and analytics. So instead, when you show up in a, you know, a team meeting and, and you go over analytics, you know you're doing it wrong. If someone says, well, this month we got 3,000 unique visitors to our website. The simple litmus t- test for analytics is when you review analytics, there better be some business actions that come off of the back of that. If, if there's no business actions that are actually resulting from you reviewing your analytics, w- w- why are you even bothering? What's the point of it? And, and I'd say one of the, the, the core, core skills to starting to do analytics right is understanding what goals are. So maybe a lot of listeners are using Google Analytics. What goals do you have set up? Do you have goals set up when people come to your contact page and send you an email or, or, or get in touch? Like, what are you trying to measure? Is it leads? You know, um, it's, it's, it's so it's really not that hard to do. And it's, it's underwhelming it, how many people are actually doing that, uh, that are serious business players. We had a recent episode, I think it was Felice we were talking to about uh, trust signals. Mm. And I know in our pre-chats, because we have these secret pre-chats, listeners, before we do the actual <laughs> we interview. scheme away. Yeah. We scheme away and, and plot how we're going to take over the world. We, we got talking about it, didn't we? Because uh, you've, mm. got a, you've got a, a view on sort of team member pages, specific team member pages, haven't you? Yeah. And it, I mean, I am biased because a lot of our clients are in the service space. But one of the, the most important pages on your website is your individual team member pages. Um, even if you're a small company, uh, and there's only a few of you to there's hundreds or thousands of you individual pages that show off that person and, and how they fit into the company are, are usually some of the most visited pages on, on any website. And part of that reason is because usually it ranks quite well for their name. So if I, you know, I Google Andy White uh, and, 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 and I'm looking for a bio, I, I can usually find that. 
what I find that, and I look at these so often that, that I, I see so many common trends, is that most pages forget, or, or, or at least a good chunk of them forget to show instead of tell. And, yeah. and what that means is, I'll say, for example, if I say, you know what, uh, I am passionate about Google Analytics. Actually, that says nothing. And when you think about it, of all the LinkedIn profiles out there and team member pages, the word passionate and other completely useless words like that uh, are all over the place. And if they weren't abused to death, then they'd actually mean something, but they don't. And so the antidote to coming across as bland and completely uninspiring is show what you actually do. Yeah. So that you use Google Analytics to drive X amount of sales for this company or you, you like paint stories that there's just so much blandness and people, uh, I guess, patting themselves on the back a little bit. I'm a team player and this and that. <laughs> like, well, honestly, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's again, it's being a little bit real about how it looks yeah. from the outside. It does remind me actually of once when I was a, a very young man, thousands of years ago, uh, mm. I was applying for a sales job and uh, they gave me a quick telephone interview. And one of the things I said was, uh, well, yes, well, I like meeting people. <laughs> to which they responded, well, Get on the bus. You'll meet people there. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. I felt such a fool. But it's... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the truth. It's even, you know, when I say this, tell and don't show, like, it. Like even the photography and everything, like try to try to show off who you actually are. It's just, yeah, you know, it's it's so easy to blend in, um, and and nothing blends you in more than actually not saying anything by using marketing speak. <laughs> Let's talk about. Um, I like to call them platforms. It's probably a better name. Mm. Channels is probably a better name. Marketing sure. channels and people's over eagerness to jump into certain sort of marketing patterns right. and platforms. You know what? I'm also, we each have our favorite go-to marketing channels. So perhaps, it, you know, you're someone that really likes using email marketing or you're using AdWords a lot for your business. Um, there, there's going to be a channel that you're excited by. Maybe you're someone that loves social media 
uh, and that's, that is the channel they, that you use. I think there's so much to be gained from by testing and optimizing as you go. So, for example, like right now, we've, we've got a, a client that needs to sell event tickets in March. Um, and one of the, the main channels that they've used in the past that are using right now is email marketing. So yeah. getting big lists, sending them, converting them. Why not test? Uh, and, and in this case, we're testing both social media, specifically through LinkedIn uh, and, and through AdWords to compare the cost of each marketing channel against the other channels. And you'll find that if you can exercise a little bit of patience and actually take on, you know, maybe it's every few months, take on a new marketing channel just to see if it could perform and if it could actually add to your marketing arsenal. Yeah. Uh, that, that doesn't happen nearly enough because, and it's natural, it's human nature. You found something that kind of works or it's working okay. And you say, you know, what, I'm comfortable with that. I don't want to take a risk and try new stuff. But you'll find, like, we've got another client that sells WordPress themes. Yeah. And two years ago, the main way that these themes were being sold was through Google search. Um, last year, they made the jump to using affiliates as their main marketing channel. A couple months ago, the affiliate started to dry up. And it's like, well, SEO isn't really doing it. Affiliate stuff isn't doing it. And actually now a combination of AdWords and remarketing is starting to replace uh, the gap left by those other marketing channels. So I guess it's, it's that encouragement of if you found in the last year that you've only gone to the same marketing channel or same two marketing channels, why not try a third and, and, yeah. and test it against the others? It's what they say, isn't it? The only constant is change. <laughs> it, it's trite. And it, it, it almost, you know, it's like plan a fail, you fail a plan, you plan a fail and all this stuff. Like it feels so dry, but there's sadly, there, there, there's a lot of truth in it. Yeah, I suppose it's, it's finding a balance, isn't it? Between sort of doing what you know works, but also mm. putting sort of tendrils out into other directions just to sort of experimenting, I suppose, and just see yeah. which other channels uh, could work for you as well and being open-minded and prepared to jump if, you feel that the other channel is better. Well, if, uh, that's the thing. If you think if you think evolution just applies in biology, it, it, I mean, it's <laughs> it's in marketing. It's so aggressive in marketing how fast evolution works. Now, let's talk about brand and mm. design. And uh, I don't know, maybe larger organisations. This notion of sort of falling in love with brand and design. Yeah. What are your feelings about that? Stop me when this sounds familiar, but. When you're presenting, let's say, a new look or some sort of a way to package a product, a service, often the hippo, the highest paid person in the room, is they're going to say, oh, I love the way that looks. Or they're going to say, oh, yeah, that sentence, that, that totally sums up what we're about. Yeah. This is so common. It's like, <laughs> it's, it, it's on this, brand. Yeah, it's on brand. We love it. Yeah. And, and internally, everyone's high-fiving each other's butt slaps going on. Everyone's excited, right? Well, right. And why not step back and play a little bit of the pessimist and at least say, you know what? Could this be better? Is this really that good? Can we actually test this? If we have two different versions of our brand, maybe two different you know, uh, mission statements or product offering statements, can we just for the just for the hell of it let's let's do an a b test and let's drive a few hundred quid worth of adwords to each of the two different new sentences that we've come up with 
and let's see if which one of those actually brings about more leads or more sales if you have a cheap product. Like there's this fear to test stuff and we hear about it all the time AB test this, try new variations on that, but but in practice it doesn't happen much. Uh, because it is, it's a little bit of effort and it's that fear of what if what if our logo sucks? What if actually the design of our website's terrible or the way we present our product isn't as good as it could be? Um, I, I guess, yeah, I recommend is fall out of love with your brand. Try to look at it from a few different perspectives and then that test a few different options. And this never stops. This always keeps, you know, every year you're going to probably be doing this. Um, yeah, I don't know how else to say it. It's just if your ego is tied to your brand, yeah. it's eventually going to it's going to hold you up. I see it over and over. I suppose it boils down to trying to be a little bit more or a little bit less emotional in your marketing design decisions, I suppose. Yeah, easier said than done. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> even me, when I when I'm you know if I if I'm coming up with a new look or a new way to package a a product for a client, I fall into the trap too. I uh, my personal bias. I'm like, oh, that looks so good, or oh, that really ties it up. But then I'll put it out and I'll test it, and it, it's often surprising which one actually is the right choice. So finally, Philippe, let's talk about reputation and how people are getting a grasp on the reputation. Sure. I mean, so so we're called evergreen reputation. So probably we have a little bit of interest in reputation, but it's this idea of often, just like all these marketing channels that we've been talking about, you often, you have an emotional response to your reputation. So you might say, you know, as a company, we think we're perceived of in this way mm-hmm. as a personal brand, as a professional I think people, you know, perceive me in, you know, whatever manner. What you can do, just like all these other marketing channels that you are measuring, why not start start to measure your reputation? Because a lot of your business often comes through word of mouth and that kind of thing. And you can measure that. So when you do go into Google Analytics, if it's for your company website, Set up and start to measure each time people come to your homepage. If your homepage ranks for your company brand, then look at the people on your team and look at their individual team pages. If, and that's where the, the, the if comes into, you have to do a little bit of work beforehand and make sure that these pages rank for their individual names. Mm. That being said, if you do have that in place and you've optimized it SEOI, so your homepage ranks for your brand, your about pages, uh, specific team pages rank for those people is start looking at the amount of visits each month that are coming in for searches for your name and or brand name. And what you'll find, and I've seen it's one of the uh, PR agencies I consult for, there's about 40 of them right now. And of the dozen client facing, you know, kind of top of the company uh, names, those people get visits to their page about, uh, I'd say, three, four times a week. Um, and and what, you, what you can do in, inside, of, inside of Google Analytics is not only find how many times people are searching for you and coming to your page, but then take a look at to what are the company names that are actually searching for you. So you can look in when you go to Google Analytics and you look at networks. Uh, if it's a larger company, you can say, well, this bank has been looking at us, this, you know, this service provider, the, you can actually get a real idea 
of how your reputation is serving you. And you can start to look at how all these other marketing channels are impacting your reputation. And, you know, is it most of your business through word of mouth? Is it through all these other channels? Yeah. There's, there's a way of, again, putting numbers to your reputation. I'm not saying this is easy. I'm just saying that there's a better gauge of your reputation than just your emotional reaction um, or, or your emotional thoughts. Philip, we've actually covered uh, quite a few sort of a disparate, has a good word, word mm. of the day, uh, disparate <laughs> topics here. If you could uh, boil it down into one top tip, because a lot of our listeners are sort of one-man bands, small businesses, sure. medium-sized businesses. If you could sort of nail it down into one or two top tips from the, the pessimistic Philip, yeah. <laughs> what would they be? I think take pes- it's not just, you know, there's people that are, that are huge that use pessimism as a, a way of improving their marketing. If you look at Charlie Munger, for example, who is the top investor advisor to Warren Buffett, he's a negative, fast thinker. And it's not that you're always negative, but play the other side. It's so easy to be in love with your marketing, with your brand, with how you're doing things. The ability to step outside of yourself and try to look at what isn't going so well, what negative perceptions might people have? Is the copy that I'm actually using, is, yeah. it, is it really that good? Like, and, and, and what makes it good? Uh, can, I, can I prove it numerically? I think that's the, that is the big tip, is learn to, to view things in, in, in different perspectives, sometimes in negative perspectives, no, don't always dwell in, in, in negativity, but kind of, you know, devil's advocate type stuff. I was going to say, that was a word that was on the tip of my tongue, devil's advocate, yeah. That's it, that's it. I mean, this is, it's a huge thing to swallow because it hits on ego and, and emotion. And if you're in business, you know that ego and emotion, right, it runs the show. I mean, that uh, underlying, that's, that's, that's why people buy. That's why you do what you do. It's, it's, it's hard to separate from it, but you need to, to improve. So how can people find out about you and about Evergreen Reputation? Because you're a speaker as well, aren't you, Philippe? Uh, I do, yeah. I, I'm, mostly, I'm mostly in the trench working, but uh, I, I, every few months I speak as well. You can find me on evergreenreputation.com or on Twitter. I'm just at Philippe Matus. That's F-I-L-I-P-M-A-T-O-U-S. Philippe Matus, thank you very, very much indeed. And thank you for all our listeners for listening. Uh, of course, you can find the show notes at sitevisibility.com forward slash im podcast and we have an email hotline if there is such a thing podcast at site visibility.co.uk and a telephone hotline plus four four if you're outside of the uk one two seven three two five six one five oh and of course you can find us on itunes and we love reviews as well so it's goodbye from me andy white it's goodbye from philippe <laughs> goodbye you nearly forgot didn't you <laughs> and we'll see you next time on internet marketing Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.